isn't that the first time like we've seen a community actually come and rally in a fight? Uh, the only thing I can I can I can think of is like certain Spider-Man scenes, but those are like Sony Spider-Man. And I'm trying to think of whether MCU Spider-Man has scenes like that. And we are live with another episode of the Miss Marvel After Show. It is episode six, the final episode, the season finale, season finale of Miss Marvel. Uh, we can hope we get another season, uh, but we definitely will have the Marvels where Kamala Khan will be appearing next. Uh, but we're here to talk about this episode of uh, Miss Marvel, uh, episode six. I'm your host, Demetra Pereira. We also got co-host Rid, aka Marvel with Rid. Rid, how's your day going? Um, day's going good. It's just slow, hectic, but I'm excited to be here and talk about the season finale of Miss Marvel and yeah. Miss Marvel as a show overall. Yeah. Uh, what people don't realize is like, yes, we are content creators, uh, but also we got other stuff going on, including yes. like working jobs. So, uh, uh, you know, this is this is our uh, our passion. We're here to talk about it. Not only to talk about it, but we watched the episode. Uh, I watched it twice. Uh, did you watch it once or twice or? I watched times? it once. I watched it. <laughs> I That's fair. I'm not shaming you. I'm not shaming you. Oh, no, no. Yeah. I no, normally I watch it once. That's fair. Yeah. yeah. I, I watched it once last night and then I'm kind of just still letting everything sink in. I think definitely a rewatch is going to help, but I'm still excited to hear to talk about it. Yeah. Um, we uh, originally had scheduled uh, Marvel writer Preeti Chibber here on the show, but per technical difficulties, uh, she was unable to make it. Um, hopefully, we'll get Preeti uh, for She-Hulk, because uh, that is the next Marvel show uh, coming out. Uh, we were looking forward to having her for this one, but uh, things happen. It's uh, it's written night tonight, or today, tonight. Eh, depends on where you are. Um, but we got a lot to talk about. So there's not going to be uh, a lack of information and discussion here. Um, Rid, after you finish an episode of Miss Marvel, do you sleep on it? Do you think about it? Do you go on Reddit? Because I've been going on Reddit recently. I, 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 I don't sleep on it. I usually spend an hour thinking about it. And I usually go on Twitter for all the reactions. And really? discuss it with my mutuals because... Yeah, I choose Twitter because when I'm watching the episode, I'll live tweet. And then after the episode is over, I'll send like a flurry of like 10 tweets about something happening. Yeah. And then I just go and like read everyone else's reactions. Um, so that's what I usually do. I know a lot of people like jump straight onto TikTok. Um, I did uh, mm -hmm. because uh, uh, I was like, I just got to get something out there, you know, yeah. like. Yeah. Cause there were some, some two big things. I was like, okay, I'm going to talk about the rest on the after show, but two big things that we'll talk about on this show. Uh, I was like, I got to get a TikTok out there. Um, do you do, do you, you do Miss Marvel content though? Like throughout the week, right? Yes, I do. Oh, I forgot to mention. I usually actually first film a uh, non-spoiler like thoughts about the yeah. episode and then I jump on Twitter, but on TikTok. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I try to do Miss Marvel content throughout the week. Like, because I think for me, I just kind of need time to let stuff process. So I usually spend like time discussing certain elements after the episode drops until before the next one comes out. Mm, yeah. Um, there's like spoiler free reaction videos and then there's spoiler reaction videos and like mm -hmm. figuring out like, huh, 
there's a lot you could talk about spoiler wise, but then doing a spoiler free video is sometimes tougher, right? Oh yeah, it is. It's because it's like, you're trying to figure out like, how much can I say without like giving away too much? Yeah. But then also like talking about my reaction to it and not it, not making it like super generic. And so it's definitely interesting to frame spoiler free. But I think one of the nice things about spoiler free is that I think it just like gets my initial thoughts out. So that's why I, I, I like watching and making spoiler free reactions. Yeah. Uh, I think it's interesting you jump on Twitter. I jump on Reddit because mm-hmm. maybe, maybe that's just my age, but I'm used to message boards. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm just yeah, like, <laughs> I gotta, like, back in the, like, that's really how I, like, you know, got into this whole kind of geek community is even if I didn't right. have, like, geek friends around me in high school, I was yeah. on these message boards making right. quote-unquote friends um, and, like, talking about this sort of thing. Right. Um and it's interesting to see everybody's like knee jerk reactions because the reactions right after the episode airs is different than the day after. Oh, for sure. You know, for sure. Yeah, uh, no, I fully agree. Like, my reactions also change. I think once you sleep on it, so yeah. thoughts change as well. Um, I think it's always interesting to also see oh, the overall community. <laughs> yeah. Um, we were talking about it. I think last episode or even the episode before that. Um what we thought the cameo and by the way anybody out there who's who hasn't seen the episode uh you gotta watch the episode this is spoilers we are doing spoilers in this episode uh if you're watching us live you're watching us on volume.com slash the keeg show our number one platform volume.com uh we're also on twitch.tv slash the keeg show and youtube.com slash the keeg show but our chat is drawn from volume.com um so if you want to be a part of this process come over to volume.com and uh, chat with us because we would love to have you. Um, we were talking last time, Rid, I think, uh, about like what the cameo is in this in this episode. Uh, and I and then right before the episode aired, it was like thirty minutes before. I'm like, oh, I should do a TikTok video so I have it out there just in case I'm right. Right. And like and like so people will be like, oh yeah, Dimitri didn't just do it after the fact. It's like, oh mm-hmm. okay. Right. So right. the way I broke it down is. Um, I was like one to 10 odd or 10 to one odds, Nick Fury shows up. The only reason mm-hmm. I thought that was because Samuel Jackson appeared for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. He would just drop in, do a quick like minute, if that, yeah. and then like leave. So I was like, yeah. that's probably the most likely. Then I was mm-hmm. like 20 to one odds uh, is Ant-Man. And that's because Ant-Man kept popping up throughout this series. Over the right. six episodes, he popped up in Karachi on the mural, they kept bringing him up. And I was like, okay, maybe it could fit. That was like 20 to one odds. 25 to one odds, I had Monica Rambeau, mostly because of the Marvel's connection and mostly because she just finished, you know, like WandaVision however right. long ago. And I was like, okay, she could pop up. Then I was like 50 to one odds, Carol Danvers. Cause Brie Larson's getting bigger and bigger, right? She had her own like movie. I don't know whether she's gonna do a TV show, but it's the Marvel magic. We'll see what happens. And then I was like, 100 to 1 odds, Inhumans, Inhuman Royal Family, we see them, and then we get this Inhuman reveal. Um, What were your cameo thoughts before? Yeah, Um, Yeah. I only had two cameo thoughts, which were either Monica or, um, I was going to say Brie, I mean, technically Brie, but Carol, it was either Monica or Carol, because obviously the Marvels, like, that's where my mind immediately went. I was actually more... I wanted personally Monica to come and I was I in my mind it made a lot more sense for her to come because like the 
villain for the sixth episode was like damage control but i could also and like but like monica's part of sword and like mm. sword deals with more you know like extraterrestrial type of magic or whatever so i could see like monica coming in after the whole thing with damage control and being like you have powers yeah. it looks like cosmic let me help you and then like you know she can be like i know also someone who has like something similar and that like that's referencing carol so in my eyes it made monica for the most sense but then obviously also carol danvers you know who she's inspired off of so carol was the other one um yeah. so yeah those are my top two for coming in carol made a lot of sense because of just you know she's the biggest superhero that Mar uh, that kamala loves right yeah like yeah. it's her hero it would make sense and i think in the comics she's the first hero she meets right she comes in is she yes because she comes in and and has a talk with her maybe at the end of like the sixth issue or whatever i don't know I remember i feel like did she meet I, other definitely i think the first one was like one of the first one was carol mm. i can't remember if the thing with wolverine happened before or after carol oh okay fair but one definitely. of the first then, right? Yeah, it was and definitely, it, she's definitely one of the first. And it makes sense with Miss Marvel uh, doing that. Uh, uh, yeah, so we got Cell Prime out there on YouTube uh, right now saying, yay, spoilers. So yes, this is spoilers. Uh, and then Cell Prime did bring up something that we will talk about later. But Cell Prime did say, best cameo was two seconds of music. We will get, yeah. uh, we will get into that. Uh, it wasn't even two seconds. I think it was like one second. Because, uh, <laughs> yeah, anyway. But the point being is... Um, yeah, we, we and I, I said in my video, I was like, nobody promised a cameo. Nobody promised. Right, it. right. I'm fine without it. Nobody mm -hmm. promised it. It's not like, um, did you see Thor: Love and Thunder? Yes. You know, there's that shot where the where the where the Benatar is leaving, the ship is leaving, and Thor and Korg, and then the goats are there, and on the left yeah. hand side, it's just open space. Yeah. And then people were like in the like watching the trailer, being like, somebody is there. There's oh, an yeah, MCU yeah. cameo yeah. there. Could be Deadpool. People are always <laughs> rushing to Deadpool. And like, because it was just open space and sure right. it is framed weird. And it does look like, oh yeah, something would be there. There wasn't anything in the movie. Right, like, right. No. So, but I'm not disappointed of that. So like, mm -hmm. I wouldn't be disappointed here if there was no cameo. Right. Um, uh, let's get to the nitty gritty of this episode though. Um, uh, it starts off with a reveal to her family a reveal of her I think that's like the first scene uh she's mm -hmm. back in Jersey I don't know how much time has passed and that's kind of thrown me for a loop because the flight alone from Karachi to Jersey ooh, that's a good amount of time um oh, yeah how'd you like how'd you like that scene I thought it was cute I mean like I'm glad it was done the way it was done and the reactions I I'm actually really glad that they very much follow the fact that Kamala's mom can't hide a secret like that because that is literally my mom like it's so hard to tell my mom's surprises because she has such a loud mouth and she will blur it out so I'm actually really glad that it played out the way it did and it wasn't like it was her first time telling them because I was like this is like this is what my mom would do so yeah. I, I was happy with that scene and like Amir's reaction and um her her dad's reaction but also what was happening like before she sat down and told them where you know Medibandi was like giving out everything she got from Pakistan I was mm. like this like this is like every trip when you come back from the homeland like you always come back with things specifically from the homeland for your family and like that's what happens in my household too so I I really resonated with that scene yeah 
I feel like half half the luggage going back to uh, like a home country or whatnot, half the luggage is gifts for the people. Yes. And then half your, but then it fills up fast because they got gifts for you and you exactly. take stuff home. And so oh, yeah. it's a lot. It's, uh, I think, I, I feel like that's a very specific thing that not everybody understands. Like, oh yeah, that's yeah, for sure. 50% of your luggage goes to gifts. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you bring home all the things like, uh, like we bring tea home and then like my yeah. mom's like everybody at her work gets tea so then Aww. she brings enough tea for everybody <laughs> at her work you know yeah. Uh, yeah uh and so um but uh yeah so so we're dealing with that scene and I think uh it's funny that like yeah uh uh Muniba can't keep a secret which is fair because it's her husband mm-hmm. and obviously Yusuf's gonna know and then uh Yusuf's inept like his technology like technological ineptitude means like he has to listen to it on speakerphone and and then people hear your secrets and that's how gossip starts but good thing it was just them oh yeah I also thought the speakerphone part was really funny because there's always like this joke about like brown dads always like turning up the volume on the tv and like watching it the loudest which like my dad kind of does but yeah. more reminding of my mom because my mom is always on speakerphone when she's talking to someone so I thought that was pretty funny like just in the culture just in yeah like a relatable uh, standpoint I'm with you I'm with you there uh my mom because I don't know I don't know Singhala my mom and my dad speak it only to share secrets right or to like talk to family and then if yeah. it's like because it's a personal talk like they'll and I'll be like well it doesn't matter whether I hear it on speakerphone or not I can't understand it but I can tell by tone I'm like right. hey they're talking about someone who are they talking about <laughs> they're talking about me is it good is it bad is it my sister I don't yeah. know you yeah. know yeah. um cell prime says I feel like the powers from mom to son so Najma to Kamran had to travel slowly and it just looked instant to us it's possible uh Miss Marvels and Mom Marvel uh, oh, okay, yeah. Ma- Mom Marvel is such a cute name for Muniba. That is really cute. Uh, we're like instantly back in the U.S. otherwise. Yeah, I mean, the power transfer could have happened instantaneous. I think it happened instantaneous, but I think that Kamran was probably on the run for a little bit longer than we saw mm-hmm. before he gets to Bruno and then even after Bruno. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe maybe that played a part, but whatever. We throw that away. Um, uh. I am glad her family knows her Me powers. Too. I'm so Me glad. Too. Me too. We're, we're getting rid of that trope, you know? Yeah. Um, we're, we, I feel like this show has done a lot of amazing things, and one of them is getting rid of all the tropes that we expect. Oh, yeah. You know? And I'm also, oh, yeah, I agree. And I'm also really glad that, like, it was specifically Muniba who found out and then she like was ready to tell the rest of her family like it wasn't like you know because like when I think of Spider-Man everyone just like found out kind of based on accident or they like came to a conclusion and then it was like an accidental reveal which is fine but I'm glad with Kamala they did something different where it's like she's like okay well now mom knows so I'm gonna take up that responsibility and like tell everyone around me. I have a, I have a, like a more in-depth question about kind of what we're talking about here with, with mm-hmm. kind of like whether it's drawing out or not drawing out stuff are, does Marvel and, and we're talking Marvel in 2022, cause they've made trope mistakes in the past by like keeping things going or whatnot. Marvel in 2022, uh, have, 
is this a stylistic choice, like a new storytelling choice to not draw out this like dumb drama? Or is it really because we only have six episodes of Miss Marvel season one? Like, have they learned their lesson or are they forced to have really more condensed storytelling where we can't draw out the whole Zoe is a queen bee and Kamala and her have problems and then then like over the course of 20 episodes learn to like each other? Like, which one is it? I think that's a really great question. I feel like it's kind of difficult to tell because this is the first time that they, you know, like sort of subverted that trope of where it's just like a lot of extra unnecessary drama of like seeking around and stuff. Um, I think part of it could be, well, I would say it's actually more like Marvel subverting that trope only because Kamala's story so far has a lot of it centered around community and family So I feel like specifically for her to tell her family makes just a lot of sense for the character and the way it's been presented. Like, you know, a lot of who she is has to do with her family and the people that surround her. So I'm going to go with the route of it's them subverting that trope, but also it just makes sense for Kamala's character. And one of the basic themes in the show that's been presented so far is her community and her how that impacts and supports her. Mm. Um, But I think think that'll be interesting question to ask if they were to do a story like this for um another superhero and how they would handle it yeah i mean marvel pretty much kicked off or ended iron man with subverting the trope of secret identities right yeah and a lot of these characters haven't had secret identities and like they started off with subverting those tropes they had other tropes but we're here in 2022 and it's like maybe it's because i get I have PTSD from Smallville. I don't know if you ever watched Smallville, but that was that was what I grew up with. Mm-hmm. And that was 10 seasons of Clark Kent not becoming Superman and drawing things out. And it was eight seasons of him being friends with Lex Luthor and Lex Luthor growing to distrust him. But it lasted like, Lex Luthor was on the show for like eight seasons of being like, does Clark have powers? Clark may oh have God. powers. Why is he keeping secrets from me? Are we really friends? Can mm-hmm. I trust him? And it's eight seasons of that drawn out. That's crazy. And it's like, and it's like seasons of like Clark being like, can I tell Lana my secret? Oh no, she's gotten too close to the secret. Can I tell her that I have powers? And it's, it, that's every single relationship in Smallville. It's oh just drawn out. Yeah. And so like, maybe I'm used to that. And this is six episodes of like, oh, okay. Zoe and her are cool. Her fa- like her family knows. Oh, okay. All right, let's see yeah. what happens next. Now we can like actually get to like real growth. Yes, for sure. Um, what I also was afraid of, uh, but I didn't have to be, is because uh, in the big community, like when everybody got together, we're going a little bit out of order, but when everybody got together to like, like, yell and and protest against damage control like the parents kept saying beta right and like and 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 referring to and so i was thinking like oh is someone else in the crowd gonna be like wait what'd you say (laughs) but then i also realized it kind of doesn't matter Mm -mm. because the community i don't think is gonna like even if one person does that like i don't think they're gonna like it's so easy to tell that kamala is miss marvel I think kind of like her parents rushed to her like real quick. That's true. That's true. But 
I feel like I feel like some people in the community know, but they also know like probably the importance of protecting a sacred. Yeah. So and I'm glad like they had Zoe kind of figure out that it was Kamala who saved her instead of just to being like this long drown out like, oh my God, it was you who saved me, but she put two and two together yeah. and was able to do that. So I thought that was like, that was also like well figured out as well. Yeah. We, uh, after the scene where, where she, she uh, you know, she tells her family and their family already knew because of, you know, uh, one thing or another, um, we then get a phone call from uh, uh, Nakia that uh, Bruno and Kamran are essentially on the run, right? Mm-hmm. And they go to the mosque and the damage control comes in and there's some like really interesting parts in that whole like 10 minutes. Do you have any thoughts about that whole like mosque raid? The first thing I only noticed was the fact that they still wore their shoes the second time inside the mosque. (laughs) Because I remember like Neves was so angry about that, which like as he should. And then I was like looking this guy, it's like they removed their shoes. They didn't remove their shoes. That was the first thing I noticed. And then like everything else was like, I think it was kind of the same idea of you know like how places of worship like the mosque are under surveillance and the damage control can kind of just walk in like do whatever they want so that that was that was like kind of going off of the same things explored in the show as well yeah Yeah. um definitely i i i think that they definitely there's a there's some subtlety to everything yeah uh people online or seem to be lacking a basic form of like comprehension, you know, right. uh, for, for a lot of these things, mm-hmm. um, you know, in other shows, XYZ is racist. And then they're like, no, XYZ isn't racist. They literally said they weren't racist. They never said in words, I blah, blah, blah are racist. Yeah. But it's like, well, what? You How don't do have to say it. you don't have to say it? So in this, like, they don't, they don't, uh, like, this lady, I feel like she keeps, like, defending herself, but she mm-hmm. keeps doing things that aren't cool. Nope. I don't think we could trust her opinion, you know? Not at all. Um, wearing shoes in the mosque, not only as a place of, like, religious significance, but also, like, if cops came into my house and kept their shoes on and they walked up my stairs, I'd be like, I got to clean that. Like, take your shoes <laughs> off. But they're not going to also take their shoes off when they're going to raid. The problem is nope. the raid part, right? And yeah. then also, yeah. you didn't take your shoes off. Great. No. Um, right. There's, like, other, like, really specific things. Uh, question. I don't know if you know. Who was the guy that uh, Naki was hiding? Have we seen him before? Yeah, I think he was in like one of the scenes at the party and I feel like he may have rode back with Kamran and everyone in his car. I can't remember if that's him, but I definitely remember seeing him like in school or he was definitely at the party, I feel like. It's not the guy who rode in um, Kamran's car um, in that one scene. I know it's, I I don't think it's him. Um, I'm trying to look it up now. but I don't remember who. I don't remember who who that could be. Um, maybe someone out there will let us know and we'll figure it out. We don't need to take showtime. I, I definitely it. do think that he was in school. I don't know if he was yeah. also one of the guys that was like playing the 
what was it like playing basketball or something but mm. i might be yeah okay uh because the guy in the car now that you brought it up because there's like little things that from the first couple episodes i don't remember and then i was like oh mm-hmm. there was a guy in in their car that gets named but never right. appears again yeah because i think he was like he was like east asian or whatever right like yeah and we just never see him again and i was like mm-hmm. oh who was he was he like the director's son or something i don't know <laughs> you know um but then was that uh was that real is nakia dating him i was confused by that but i think it's a joke like i think he thinks yeah, okay. like, i don't know like because because the first time it felt like a joke but then there was this they had the whole like tiktok yeah thingy and he was like i just told the world that i'm not his boyfriend and i was that's where i got confused because initially i did think it was a joke just at first yeah. so that she could be like oh yeah like i'm hiding my boyfriend yeah that came out of nowhere yes i agree i was just really confused but also i was like <laughs> i was but i was like i'm gonna let it slide because it's fine yeah it was probably a cut scene right like there was probably a scene leading up to it or something mm-hmm. and it was probably cut Right. I think most people are saying, though, it's a false alarm, I feel like. What do you mean, a false alarm? Like, I don't think it's, or, like, they think it's fake. Oh, the, the boyfriend part. Yeah. Yeah, the but then part. maybe maybe to her, it was obviously fake. It was just a guy that she knew, and then he right. he took it as real. It was like, oh, oh we're, we're boy, I'm, I'm your boyfriend. And then he yeah. posted to TikTok, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Um. Uh, there was, uh, there was a thing where, like, uh, the, the, the Sheik, uh, oh, no, not the Sheik, uh, what's, yeah, what's his name? Sheik Abdullah. Sheik Abdullah. Uh, mm-hmm. the Sheik says a, a quote, and then she was like, oh, your Quranic verses. And he's like, that was Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> that was really funny. Yeah. Like, like, I just, I just, I just. I just laughed at it because of how unaware he clearly was. So that's why I thought like it was kind of funny because yeah. I was just not unaware he, the lady was. I was like, please. Yeah. So the lady's name is Deaver um, mm-hmm. and Cell Prime is bringing up. Did anyone get the feeling that P. Cleary, is P. Cleary the other guy? The uh, the guy who who is quote unquote running the, the damage control department or unit? I don't know. I'm going to search up. I. I don't know what his actual name is. Okay. Um, so Cell Prime is saying, did everyone get the feeling that P. Cleary was in charge up to the point at the end where he tells her it's in order to back down, but it seemed like Deaver walked all over him up to then. Yeah, like I didn't know that he was in charge until this episode. Yeah, me neither. That's why I was kind of surprised by it. Mm. Um, Because I was like, why is he giving her orders? Mm-hmm. Because, like, up until that point, I felt like she was leading it. Exactly. Especially, like, the interrogation of Zoe. Oh, yeah. By the way, sure. did you did you think Zoe knew that Kamala was Miss Marvel or Nightlight uh, during that interrogation? I think she figured it out after the interrogation, after they, like, specifically started, like, targeting, like, was she, you know, Pakistani or Muslim? Like, once they started asking those specific questions, I'm sure she was able to figure it out who it was. Yeah yeah um cell prime says he had to google it uh uh 
I can never remember names. That's what Cell Prime says. Thank yeah, you. Thank you, Cell Prime. Yeah, it was Cleary. Cleary. I Googled it. Okay. Um, so then, then after the, the mosque scene, they go to the school, and a good amount of this school part is is them creating a plan. Mm-hmm. I, I thought that was that was cool. And then like little character moments. Oh yeah. Um, did you have like a favorite part of the school of the school, uh, the whole school scene? Because that was like 20 okay. minutes. That was uh are you talking about them creating the plan or like the fight included? Creating the plan and the fight. The outside fight's a little bit different. Once they go outside, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but sure. like inside the school, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. <laughs> um let's see one of my favorite parts definitely be like Kamala drawing everything out on the whiteboard and like seeing the plan in action it very much reminded me of episode one so I'm glad that they were able to um parallel that there was this one moment in episode four that was like a direct parallel from something in the first episode I have to go back and rewatch it but that also caught my eye that's Karachi like- episode four is a Karachi or- episode no, no, no. The parallel to I think the episode one. Sorry. Oh, okay. There was like one thing said, and it caught my eye. I was like, "This was like the first episode." Oh. Um, but yeah. So there was that. I my favorite moment. Um. So, uh, Cell Prime says elephant toothpaste. What's elephant toothpaste? Was it the thing that like they created? That is that they, what it was? I don't know. I thought that was pretty funny though, like what they created in the love stuff. Is that was that from episode one? I'm missing this. Like, was that like a chemistry? I don't know if that was from episode one though. It's the foam explosion, Cell Prime says. Is that when they're maybe episode one or episode two when they're talking about they're in chemistry class, right? Think that could be something you were talking about, yeah. But I can't remember. I feel like I have to go back and rewatch it. That's cool if it's a callback. Like, mm-hmm. to the point, I don't even remember it. But, like, right. okay. Um, what's up to Spidey Jams? What's up to Cam L. Turk? Uh, what's up, everybody? Um, we're talking about episode six of Miss Marvel. Uh, if you guys haven't followed Rid on social media, follow Rid on social media. And though Preeti was not able to make it today, uh, follow Preeti on social media. Uh, um, Preeti is a Marvel writer. Uh, and writing some cool stuff that's coming out soon. Um, Spidey Jam says the best thing the MCU changed from the MC- from this Marvel comics is Kamala being an artist. Yeah, she wasn't an artist in the. No, right? she was a fanfic writer, right? She was a fanfic writer. Yeah. Yeah, but I I love the fact that she's an artist and she gets to like express herself creatively like that. I think it adds a new element. There's like small changes from the comics that I really appreciate, and then there's other changes from the comics that I don't. <laughs> We'll, and they're we'll, larger, but yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that. We'll, we'll definitely talk about that because uh, 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 there, there's some big stuff that we will talk about. Uh, Cam L. Turk says, I wonder if we will get a season two. Um, I hope we get a season two. And something that I've been saying this whole season is if there's any one character that should get ongoing seasons in Marvel, I think it's Kamala. I think Peter Parker is good on 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 movies. movies. You know, we like our Spider-Man movies, but I think like Kamala Khan has a different power set that just kind of, work she has different stories right yeah no I agree like Miss Marvel is not something you I feel like that's made for the big screen not these jersey stories yeah it's just like she's a you know superhero from Jersey City I do hope she gets a season two I was listening to a podcast and unfortunately like there was the VP of like 
diversity and inclusion at Disney and she was talking about Miss Marvel and she said that the streaming numbers for Miss Marvel are lower than they hoped but I hope that doesn't impact the fact that she won't get it she'll get a season two I really hope that they still push for one because honestly the creative team is awesome and it'll be interesting to see like the storyline they go in season two yeah uh we know that for sure that she's going to go to the Marvels mm-hmm. the movie uh I personally think that this is going to be a sleeper hit this show because although the viewing numbers have been the lowest out of the MCU stuff, that's understandable because of the character for, for a couple of reasons. The character just being an unknown character, kind of like Moon Knight was, but Moon Knight's a little bit different. But we're Moon dealing had with Oscar a, Isaac. I had Oscar Isaac. We're dealing with an unknown character with an unknown actress, right? Yeah. We're dealing with like all of these characters and actors are for the most part unknowns. I know mm-hmm. they've been in other stuff, but like, you know what I mean? To the general yeah, mainstream true. public. Um, and so, uh, I think this has kind of an uphill battle. That being mm-hmm. said, especially when Kamala comes out on the Marvels, people will go back and watch this show. I think right. this is the type of, you know, like a movie doesn't open that well, but then it picks up and it continues and like yeah. everything everywhere all at once. Yeah. Very similar. Um, I think that this will be that. So uh, it's mm-hmm. the highest rated, but it's the lowest streamed. Right, right, right. So no, I agree. I, I hope, I have a lot of thoughts about people watching or not watching it and like with content creators, but maybe that's a discussion we can have at the end of this. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, I don't know exactly what Cam Elturk means by this because it could mean one of two things, but Cam Elturk says, imagine them making Miss Marvel dark, like dark as in moody and atmospherically, because I feel like that would go against the character. Mm-hmm. You know, she'll have dark times, right? Like, spoiler in the comics, like, Yusuf gets cancer, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's sad, and it's it's depressing, and, like, it's not something that I want to see in the show, because I love them all so much, but if it happened in the show, I don't think that changes Miss Mar- Marvel's character. She doesn't go out on the town and just beat people to a pulp because she's angry no, with her, with her and big in fists. yeah. <laughs> I think Ambigan. Ambigan. We did get the Ambigan moment. We now, did. How 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 did you feel about the Ambigan moment? I mean, it was nice because it's like something that people love from the comics. It just didn't hit the same, obviously, because the power set, you know, the power change. Mm-hmm. So it didn't have the same effect as it does when you see in the comics, but it's nice to include such a popular comic reference that is integral that like people love about Miss Marvel. So I'm kind of indifferent about it at the end of the day. Like, I I did enjoy seeing it. I just don't think it had the same impact as it does in the comics because of the power site. Yeah. The power. Now that we've finished these six episodes, we we know that obviously in the beginning, like, they changed her power set. And, like, everybody had their thoughts, um, you know, about kind of the, the power set and why they changed it. Is it fair to say now that everything has happened, she used the quote-unquote ambiguing power, which is a little bit different. It's it's not the same. Um, that the real big difference of the power set is that this is shiny, energy-based, sparkly, and the comics is stretchy and flesh and kind of weird? Yeah, I mean, this one's like hard construct lights. Um, it is a little bit more pretty to look at the uh, I, I think it'd be interesting to like give her stretchy powers but 
I wish they kept that. Um, yeah. yeah, these are definitely more pretty powers, more pretty cosmic powers. Yeah, I also I think that I'm fine with the power change. I get. I'm, oh, was that? No, I was. I was gonna also give my opinion on the power change, but you can go first. I I think that like although there. First thing, got to accept that there's a bunch of changes and adaptations, but I don't right. think that people who are complaining about, about the power difference are whining. I think that everybody has a valid point. Um, that being said, I don't know whether, like in, in the comics, it, we've had decades upon decades of weird kind of powers and different things and whatnot, mm-hmm. but I think in the MCU being fairly fresh and our first time getting a brown girl as a like a like a like a South Asian a Pakistani Muslim female superhero. I'm glad they didn't go for an ugly power, because I get the general narrative purpose of having an ugly power being like you're not defined by societal standards. Right. I also don't think that their first hit of a hyphen American kind of. Uh, character should be an like quote unquote ugly one. She doesn't have to be like she doesn't have to be Miss or uh, like Captain Marvel's like powers. But I'm kind of glad they didn't do the stretchy, weird, fleshy kind of thing. This is the first time out. I I can see your perspective, but I would have to disagree because I think it goes against like the intentions of the comic like the essential creator of Miss Marvel who's Mm. been vocal about like you know she very purposefully gave her stretchy powers or quote-unquote ugly powers to kind of you know because like a lot of female superheroes are always expected to be like badass or have like pretty powers but she wanted Kamala to stand out and be different and it worked in the comics but I guess comics and I'm not saying this in like a bad way or anything but comics is something that's a little bit more niche so Mm you know while people and I guess it's like easier to see that in the comics so I kind of understand both like I understand what you're saying but I also think it's just changing the power set does dishonor like the um intentional creative behind Kamala's power in the comic so I'm tussling with it I just wish it's like I'm not mad about the power change I just wish the execution of it was better I guess, oh, especially throughout the entire show, which we can get into whatever you want, because I have a lot of thoughts about how they explained the power change and handled that. Yeah, um, I think, uh, well, Spidey Jam says they really could have done the stretchiness with the purple hue over it, best of both words. Uh, Cam Elturk says the power change doesn't really matter uh, to him or, or her uh, or them. Cell uh, Prime says she should be able to surf on a construct at this point. I think I think they're not Green Lantern constructs. So the only way they move is if they're connected to her, from what I'm gathering. She could also yeah. throw them. Yeah. She can't telekinetically move them. She can no. move them as an extension of her of her of her body. Uh, mm-hmm. but those platforms that she runs on, she can't like have them move, no. right? No. So there's kind of like a little bit of different thing with that. Um and like Cam Elturk says, maybe there's a variant in the multiverse with her having her comic powers, you know? Um, and then G. Willow Wilson. I don't know if G. Willow Wilson has talked about the change in powers from, from comic to this. Has she? Do you know? I don't think she's like 
super addressed it, but she did make a cameo in the final episode. Oh, did she? Who who was she? She was one of the ladies on TikTok. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, I didn't know that either. I saw that on Twitter. People noticed. Um, That's cool. But yeah, she was one of the ladies on TikTok. Um, I I can't remember her addressing the power change, but I'm sure that there's something out there where she definitely has. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, the other co-creator was on the like was on you know as a creative producer on the show of miss marvel sana was there so i'm sure they definitely have some discussion within themselves i do find it really interesting though and i don't know if you heard or heard about this but the power change was something that was done by the higher ups and kevin feige it was not in the initial part of the pitch which is something that did slightly frustrate me but also made me a little bit more happier especially with the creative team knowing that they didn't set out to tell you know a story where they like wanted to change her powers it was more like something that was unfortunately kind of put on them but I I just think it like like I to me like I'm just not as mad at the creative team for pursuing this direction I honestly think that they handled it in the best way they could um but it is like kind of also sad to know that it was something that like Marvel wanted specifically from them and then they had to figure out how to integrate it right and we can we can theorize on why Marvel made that decision to change it. Right. Um, it could be interconnectivity with the Marvels and those characters. I, I think it's definitely that. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um. Uh, and and so uh, we got a lot of uh, people. We're on three platforms right now. Everybody's we got a good amount of people on each platform, which is awesome. Uh, shout out to Aries. Shout out to Mr. Plow on Volume.com. Um. And uh, Cell Prime says it might be a budgetary restriction. Easier to do the glowy constructs than stretchy powers. But we don't have to stick on this too much. Do you have any thought about that before we move on? I I think most of it's interconnectivity. I think also Kevin Feige, like, pretty much hinted towards saying that. So I do think most of it's interconnectivity. um, But it did kind of feel nice knowing that it wasn't always part of the plan. Yeah. Like, it was changed. Um. The thing I like about the school raid scene is that, again, we don't have an act three. This is essentially an act three, right? We don't have an mm-hmm. act three of a, Mar- a Marvel act three where it's just big punches and it's mm-hmm. different. And she has this, that's the thing about Miss Marvel is more than capable and more than powerful to like, just like, we could see her just fight off 10 guys, maybe, right? Yeah. Um, but do we want to see that again? This is the 20-something, maybe 27th or 28th Marvel project. Like, do we need to see that again? Or is the greater theme the support of her community, the support of her family and her friends? Oh, yes. You know, the the protesters outside, when they call everybody up, when Zoe does the video, that's the point. The point isn't a big, big, big fight scene. No, it's about her community, which I really loved. And personally, I love seeing, like, how, how fun and they kind of made it in a way where it was like you know each person has these roles to do here's what you're gonna do here's what you're gonna do and then like seeing it all play out and just like it was kind of fun to watch like you know all of them running around in the same exact hoodie and like (laughs) kind of being like hey it's me or the throwing the softballs or um the foam like I think making it fun also just stuck true to the entire tone of the show if they had done a third act where it was just like Kamala beating everyone up like that completely would have gone off the rails of like what the entire tone of the show has been at this point. Um, I 
uh, Mr. Plow on volume um, uh, brought something up and I forgot about it. Uh, I'm glad they gave the disclaimer at the beginning is what Mr. Plow said. I forgot there was a disclaimer at the beginning of the show. And I realized that has to do with the, the, the damage control people coming in with guns to shoot at kids. Yeah. And I'm going to be honest. They have like sonic wave things that busted holes through concrete. Like if they hit someone in the head with that, that's it. Would have they were like non-lethal rounds, but they weren't. No, that's like real shit. Yeah, and it in was. Re- in real life, in real, I know, I know it's weird because it's the MCU and it's a Marvel Disney Plus show, right? But in oh. real life, they would have had lethal rounds against mm-hmm. powered people. Yeah, they would. They probably would. Oh, I also understood why they put the disclaimer now, like given all the recent events of what have happened. So that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, they, was... they did that with Obi-Wan too. Right. Yeah. Yeah, they did. You're right. Um, uh, Spidey Jams brings up uh, that Taisha was underused in the show. And Taisha was. Um, oh, yeah, for sure. Maybe when we, when we see more of Amira and, and Taisha. Uh, maybe in season two. Um, Cam Elturk says damage control doesn't make sense uh, uh, to them. And then they picked an actual villain. But I think that's the, I think that was kind of the thing about this. It's, it's, it's community fighting unjust organizations. It's not like a one villain. It's easy when it's one villain to blame all the problems then on one villain. And then your, your, your life is hunky dory. Once you defeat that young, uh, you know, villain. If it was Najma the whole time, then defeat Najma and like life goes back to normal. What I think we fail to realize is life is not normal and life is never going to be normal in real life or then. The whole purpose of the series is like the mosque is always under surveillance. Just always. They know it. They, They know to take their IDs out every time. Like they know all that. I don't think it's normal. I think the villain's it's 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 more um nuanced than that oh for sure i i agree like i mean i think the i think one of the reasons they didn't make sense is the villain and i think it's part of it's like the sixth episode is just constrained for certain things to be fleshed out i also thought it was a really interesting decision that kamala made when kamaran was about to like go and he was about to do something in his powers that would harm all the agents but she ended up using his powers on him to save the agents which I thought was a really interesting decision choice for her because I was a little thrown off by that but then I also realized like that is the decision that Kamala would make because for her being a superhero means trying to protect as many people as you can when they're also behind you right yeah are you talking about when that damage control agent like busted through the window in the bathroom mm-hmm it was like a bunch of them in a hallway and then she like stretches out her hand and grabs Kamran when yeah. he was like about to do something explosive but then yeah. and it was like a bunch of the agents were there and so he could have harmed them but she you know like attacked him I guess instead. yeah we didn't see Kamran create constructs right he just creates these like crystalline like yeah force kind of things right yeah it's like ways yeah or something like that yeah yeah um I think what we were seeing in that hallway scene is that like those those agents were busting holes through concrete. So it is lethal. And mm-hmm. then Kamran was going to bust a hole through them. 
Because in the scene right before it in the bathroom, you see how powerful Kamran is when he throws a punch in it or like when he throws a blast and it misses. Yeah. And so then when he does it, she protects that agent, right? Right. From it. Yes. Um, because yes. he's just gonna punch a hole through that human mm-hmm. being, right? Mm-hmm. And so I feel like in the hallway it's the same thing. Like they're going fairly lethal on him and he's going fairly lethal on them. And that's why she like kind of has to like snap him out of it and like stop him. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, Mr. Plow says sharp spikes too. Oh yeah. I mean, there's, once we get outside, then we also deal with more danger uh, mm-hmm. that Kamran is, is, is doing, you know? Um, Spidey Jam says they were originally going to do the, um, nice, similar to kind organization in the comics. I wonder why they changed it. Are we talking about, um, was it kind or was it cradle? Was that what it is? You know what I'm talking about? Um, I think so. There's an organization in the comics that was like, oh yeah, teenagers shouldn't be superheroes. So it's kind of like civil war, but it's not. It's just like protecting the youth. And I yeah. think they were called like cradle or something. Um, and uh, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know why they did damage control because damage control in the comics is, is, is cleanup crew, right? Um, Cell Prime brought up something that kind of ties in with what we see when, when they come out. Um, Cell Prime says those robots tracking those powered kids felt like a callback or a call forward or a foreshadowing maybe uh, to uh, that, the cameo music source that we will be, uh, we do need to put some time in. Uh, yes. When Comron comes out and they're all have guns on them, they all have real guns. That's, that, yeah. Those are real guns. Uh, I, I, while I'm watching, I'm like, this seems like mutants. And I thought about that. This was like, not the second time. The first time I'm watching, I was like, this just seems like mutants. Cause we've never seen that before. I'm, I'm trying to think of when we've seen that before in the MCU with this whole, like, like the Hulk, but like, not really right. That type, that tone. I think it was, I think the only thing I can think of is like the Hulk, because there's definitely been like people with guns outside. Yeah. I can think of like Avengers when Natasha was trying to recruit Bruce Banner, like they had those agents with the guns outside. Right. Um, yeah, I can probably only think of the Hulk really having to do with that. Yeah, that sort of opposition is very mutant-like. Um, yes. Yes, yes, it is. Um, it is. I've, I haven't seen all the X-Men films. Yeah. I've seen about like you don't have to i love x-men i'm a big x-men fan but you don't have to see all the x-men movies i kind of just want to watch it because i really want to eventually get to logan oh that's and days of future past days of future past is my favorite so yeah if if and i guess you have to watch certain x-men movies to like get the full like emotional impact of days of future past fair Mm -hmm. um we get this end uh we gotta i want to make sure that we have time to talk about this uh thing uh, two things that i talked about in my tiktok but before we get to the uh that i want to talk about the end with Comron versus miss marvel we get we get Comron's powers just going haywire but like it's not like haywire that like he can't control it but it's just hay- like it's tied to his emotions right or something yes how do you feel about that final scene and then she like punches a hole in the ground which i thought was weird but okay i thought i think it was an interesting scene honestly i feel like i need to rewatch that because like she she was kind of like trying to 
console him because he found out like his mom died right so everything was like acting out of emotions yeah and so she was like once you have powers like this is the new normal um for both of us and it's something that we kind of have to learn how to control and so she's like you have to go to Pakistan the red daggers like they can help you yeah which is a whole interesting thing in itself because like Kamran and Kareem is a very interesting combo yeah so I'm excited to see how that plays out um but yeah uh I think I think this episode was also a lesson for anyone out there who gets jealous and selfish when they're dealing with like an object of their uh affection that does not like them back or whatever don't be a dick just be no. like people so bruno when like bruno walks in and Kamran and her are like about to kiss and bruno is hurt we can see he's hurt and i validate yeah. that hurt what yeah. bruno did not do is hey damage control they're right here like no no he was like no, no he's, he's a friend not. yeah yeah i just thought so. that was interesting i feel like in yeah. other shows it could be that like he's just like ah oh, I've, I've been betrayed Right, which is something that Miss Marvel does well is like avoiding a lot of like kind of very cliche teenage stuff that can happen in like movies and TV shows, which yeah. I'm glad they didn't do. And it was like again showing like Kamala's community and like how strong the people are around uh-huh. her and how they impact her as a person. Yeah, yeah. Um, I like the final scene. I like the scenes with the community coming to protest is one thing, and then coming in to like lock arms around her which isn't to protect her per se, but it just buys her enough time. And she's just like, peace out. Yeah, peace, yeah. Out. That, was, that was really cool. I think it was really nice to like bring the whole community. I don't actually think we've seen a scene like that ever in the MCU because all the battles are usually like very isolated. Isn't that the first time like we've seen a community actually come and rally in a fight? Uh, the only thing I can, I, can, I can think of is like certain Spider-Man scenes, but those are like Sony Spider-Man. And I'm trying to think of whether MCU Spider-Man has scenes like that maybe in far from home in far from home really i don't know i feel like it could all either because every single like mcu fight scene up to this point has always been isolated like even if it right like this is the first time we see like a community rallying behind a superhero Mm -hmm. which i think is also really good because it shows like the impact of superheroes also, you know, the one thing I could not stop thinking about is when they do that TikTok thingy of like, we have our superhero is that's on TikTok. That went viral. I want to know if MJ or Ned or Peter Parker saw and like, what are their thoughts? Because that's like very clearly the teenage superhero. So I was just thinking about that as well when that thing was going on. I assume that if there was a cameo in this episode, we'll talk about the cameo first and then we'll talk about the other thing. Um, I, I figured if there was a cameo in this episode, it would be from somebody watching those videos mm-hmm. and going to confront her. Yeah. Rather, this cameo happens by accident. And mm-hmm. it kind of ties in with what we've been theorizing what those bangles are. Right. Um, the bangle, and shout out, I think it was Mr. Plow, um, who brought up the Nega bands or he brought up the cosmic bands. I'm not quite sure. Cause there are different bands in Marvel quantum bands. There's a quantum bands. Mm-hmm. There's the Nega bands. Um, the Nega bands allow you to s- switch spots with somebody. Ah, oh, okay. Um, they're like a teleportation device. And yeah. so in this, it seems like the bangle switches spots with whoever else has the other bangle. 
Yes. He, people online were like, did did Kamala shapeshift into Carol? I thought it was shapeshifting first too, mm. but then it didn't make sense because like when we see Carol, she's like confused. And she's, she's looking like, around the room at her own stuff. Yeah. So it, that's why it didn't make sense that yeah. it was shapeshifting. Yeah. Uh, Spidey Jam says, sadly, MCU Spider-Man never had a scene like that. So it seems like it's the Sony. Sony Spider-Man always have like New York rallies behind Spider-Man in yeah, Act yeah. 3 kind of yeah. thing. Oh, they yeah, tend to sure. do that, but the MCU Spider-Man doesn't doesn't really. Um, so we see Carol. We see Kamala disappear. And then we see Carol, who I'm liking her costume in this. Somebody said she looks younger. And I think it's just because they're, they, she just grew out her hair and, and whatever. Mm-hmm. Like she whatever she looks different yeah. you know yeah. um but but um i think it's a nega band thing and the nega bands were created by the kree in the comics this is all comic talk because like we don't actually know for sure they could be like the nega bands were created by merlin the magician like they could do whatever they want in the mcu but in the comics nega bands were created by the kree which kind of fit in with that blue arm that we saw right right and that would make sense if it was not for the other things in the episode. Right, right. I would fully agree. But I'm just like, we don't know. And I think that's when we get to the other part. Because like, I honestly, like, I don't know much about the Nega bands. So mm-hmm. I would be on board with this. And yeah. I have seen a couple of other people bring up the Nega bands. I've even heard people saying that the Eternals made the Nega bands or something like that. Like I know it's from the Cree, but then I've heard like some people theorizing like suddenly Eternal connections coming in. I don't know. If, yeah. If, there's a lot, but yeah, I'm going to say I agree. <laughs> Let's get to the other part. Let's get to this <laughs> final part. Um, yeah. Okay. This is, this is what we see. We see Bruno saying that he tested their genes, right? He did just mm-hmm. did some genetic testing and he wanted to figure out why things are working. So he says, I think the quote was, we know why and how you're using the the Noor, right? But right. we don't know we, we don't know why it's specifically her. And she he tested and says you have some sort of mutation. And he yeah. says that. And if they left it as that, I would have been like, okay, it's vague. Could be inhumans. I would never yeah. I have not gone into this thinking they were gonna retcon her to be a mutant. But I didn't either. They played the X-Men song that's a done deal that is she's a mutant if they said mutation and like didn't have that song it would have been like yeah she's an inhuman we're hinting at different inhuman things because inhumans already have the inhuman gene but Mm -hmm. they played the x-men song that is a mutant that's how how i don't know I agree. Yes. But I also saw some people saying Carol's a Cree. Kamala's a mutant. Like them switching doesn't make sense or something. And then I also saw something like she could still be an inhuman because it was like just the mutant theme song. But then it's like, I don't know. There's like different perspectives on this, but like yeah. most people are like, it could be hinting towards the X-Men because they did say mutation. But then most people are like, she's probably a mutant. And that's yeah. what we're going to get into in the marbles is like her figuring out like how she's a mutant. But my biggest issue with that is if she was a mutant all along, why didn't you just say that the first time and then explain like, okay, well, this is how the bangle got here. Like, you know, she could like the clandestines. It's just, this is like, this is where my biggest issue happened. It's just saying that she's a mutant makes 
makes it seem like episode three, four, and five are kind of pointless. Like that was my biggest issue with it. It just felt yeah. a little unnecessary to me. And so I'm not fully behind. Like I don't I don't hate it. I just think like it's it's just like this recurring pattern of where, you know, they throw a red hearing at us about like, oh, here's maybe she might be a djinn. And then turns out she's not a djinn, she's a clandestine. And then it's like, no, she's not a clandestine. She might actually be an X-Men. And so that's my biggest issue. It's like, because I thought we were done with the red hearings. Yeah. But we have another, another one now, another throw off. And I'm like, like, that is what, like, that's why I didn't like it. I, I, yeah. The, the a big problem is, well, I mean, just the MCU, the problem that comes with the MCU is as they get more properties back, they got to work it back into continuity. Mm-hmm. And so now that like Disney has Fox or not Fox, but I mean, they also have Fox, but like the mutants yeah. back, they got to work them back into continuity somehow. And they messed up with the Inhumans. And I think it's weird that people are like, we want the Inhumans, the Inhumans, Inhumans. And it's like, I get it. As a comic fan, like the Inhumans exist. That being said, I think it's fair to say Marvel doesn't, the MCU doesn't need Inhumans. I mean, Echo, Echo is getting her own show. Agatha Harkness is getting her own show. The X-Men are coming. Fantastic Four is coming. I don't think we need the Inhumans. So I think they're just trying to be like, maybe it was an afterthought. Maybe they were like, they were doing the show and they're like, we got to figure this out. And then they were like, well, she's a mutant. She's going to be a mutant. She won't probably won't be on the X-Men because like she, Kamala wasn't on the Inhumans like royal family team she wasn't mm-hmm. on that she wasn't on the uncanny humans or anything so i think yeah. they're just like she's gonna be a mutant kind of like squirrel girl was a mutant in the comics mm-hmm. um but she wasn't part of the x-men it's mm-hmm. just kind of like that i agree with you though it is very convoluted and that has been my only gripe about this season is the Me origins too. of the powers the convoluted stuff the explanation of time travel like how that happens that's been my biggest criticism yeah so this does not make things easier but no. i am excited if we can write it off as she's a mutant and that's it that's it like yeah she's maybe a mutant and her great-grandmother came from that dimension sure there's a crossover there but she is a mutant okay so what i'm hearing is like you're like even i'm okay with the fact that she's mutant. i just don't hope that she like crosses over into the x-men and like she is the reason that like x-men are coming in only because like like the reason i don't want her to join okay the other reason why i was frustrated by the reveal is like if this is the reveal that x-men are coming in why didn't they do that with wanda wanda was in two projects in the past year we had an x-men in multiverse of badness why is it they specifically selected miss marvel to be like kind of like here's your first actual mutant in the mcu why didn't they confirm it with wanda like that's I think that's my other big issue is because there could have been a different place they could have done this and like not with Miss Marvel and probably actually like I wouldn't have mind actually they revealed this in the Marvel's movie rather than in this one because it would have also taken out the convoluted powers of this and it kind of just been like you know like it's a mutation and then that gets answered but bringing in the X-Men it's like why didn't you do that with Wanda like Wanda was there yeah and you want her to be one of the biggest leads and the next the next Marvel MCU movie is Wakanda Forever, which will have Namor, and Namor is a mutant. Yeah. So, or at least in the comics, right? So yeah. where where you know he'll probably be a mutant in this in this movie. 
but I think that maybe they were just like, I would be willing to bet that they were unsure for years on what on, on this year, past years, 2019 or whatever, like that whether in humans were a viable project to continue or to revive. And I think that they finally realized they don't need them in the MCU. They will never need them. What stories can we tell? Are they interesting? Do people care? And I think the answers to that are no. So I think they probably were like, I don't think they made a decision on this until now. That's what I think. That's a, I would say that as well. Also, I have a question because I found like the Eternals connection people were talking about. Mm-hmm. Are the comics pushing the theory that mutants derive from deviants right now? Because I know you're more knowledgeable. Yeah, uh, yes, they are, but they're not. I don't think it's going to be a retcon. Um, there's always been this kind of um, theory on, on different like Marvel stuff in the comics that like mutants are sort of the seed for mutantdom was planted millennia ago in the genetic code of humans. Mm-hmm. But that that's like mostly like Alex Ross's Earth X kind of storylines and stuff. Anyway, that, that's not if you're nor there. Now in the Inhumans or in the uh, Eternals, uh, Druig um, is like, oh yeah, we fight deviants and mutants are also deviants. But I don't, I, that's his point of view. And I don't think that they're going to write that in into the comics that mutants are deviants because they're two different things yeah because there's this thing on um twitter i just saw right now what if the celestial erupting from earth and eternals is what causes the mutant gene to activate in the mcu Uh, oh where where are you seeing that oh it's just like because i remember i remember seeing a couple of like eternals oh yeah, yeah yeah connections so it was like someone on twitter like what if the celestial erupting from Earth in Eternals is what causes the mutant gene to activate in the MCU, mm-hmm. especially since the comics are pushing that mutants derive from the deviants? It's just a theory. Yeah. Uh, I mean, okay, so personally, I think something that, like, even comic book readers have to understand is, like, MCU is an adaptation of the comics. So yeah. technically, they can do whatever they want, and technically, my decades of comic book reading technically doesn't matter because they do their own things anyway right Mm -hmm. so i can't claim to know any answers but this is all my theories i don't think that there is a catalyst for mutantdom for two reasons one is mutants are the next stage of human evolution if they change that in the mcu you change the point of mutants I, I don't think that there's going to be a catalyst for it. I don't know how Miss Marvel plays a part in this. Um, Spidey Jams brings up, is she a mutant or, and a clandestine or all clandestine mutants? Clandestines are from an extra dimensional place. So I don't think that mutants are from that extra, extra dimensional place. I think she's a mix. Is maybe, what maybe they're like, maybe they're like wanting to introduce the idea. I feel like here's the thing with Kamala. I think Kamala is still a clandestine. I just think that clandestines are categorized as mutants. So I don't think she'll be an X-Men, but she is going to be a mutant. And so like playing that X-Men theme might hint towards like the X-Men are coming because they mentioned mentioned mutations. Mm. Cause like, okay, if I was, if I was on the show, I would be like, I wouldn't mind dropping that X-Men theme in because they do mention mutation. But if I want to like retain the simplicity, I would just be like, yeah, clandestines are mutants like the X-Men. They just happen to be like coming from another dimensional. 
that's yeah, possible. extra dimensional. Yeah. And that's the route I kind of actually end up hoping that they take just so it's a little simple. They need and to it simplify. it doesn't become more convoluted. It's like, yeah, she's a, like, sorry, I'm keep on repeating myself, but clandestines are classified as mutants, but she's not an X-Men. Yeah. Like, she's not an X-Men mutant. Right. That's what I would, that's what I would prefer. And that's what I would personally do. Yeah. I, I think that as long as you don't, you have to keep, you have to, whatever they do in the MCU, whatever they do with mutants, they have to keep a certain level of like, the stories that they're telling have to derive from a certain point, which is like mutant discrimination, humans feeling like they're going to be taken, like, like it's that majority minority thing that happens in real life where it's like, we, we shall not uh, be, uh, what do they, what do they chant? We shall not be overcome we shall not be replaced it's mm-hmm. like that Mut- uh, humans have that they're like we don't want to be replaced by mutants yeah, yeah so then there's this racism there's this thing uh against mutants i don't think one thing's gonna set off everybody's powers because we're not gonna get like an old bald guy that suddenly gets psychic powers that's professor mm-hmm. x right like we're not gonna get like a random guy with mutton chops being like i suddenly now have claws and everybody <laughs> gets powers at the same time yeah because then what's the purpose of professor x right what how then we're, we're limiting all our stories to everybody gets powers all at once which is kind of what they did with the inhumans in the comics with the terror their children missed yeah. they were yeah. like everybody gets powers all at once that's the story they told there i don't think they're going to do that with the mutants because you lose magneto like we lose so many like everybody's what either the same age or everybody gets powers at the same time it's weird um right but i can't claim to know they can technically do whatever they want, but I think that Feige is smart enough to know that, like, the expansive storytelling you can tell from X-Men has to be that, like, mutants have always been around. Mm-hmm. That's the only way you're going to be able to tell that many stories. Mutants have always yes. been around. Always They've always around. been in hiding. They've always been discriminated against, mm-hmm. whether people think they're witches or monsters or whatever throughout history. I don't know, you know? Yeah. Um but I am looking forward to to that. Um, Cell Prime, I think, mixed up Inhumans and Mutants. But basically, Inhumans were only expanded in the comics and the TV show because Marvel didn't Marvel Studios didn't have the rights to the mutants, right? And so they used the Inhumans to like fill that void, mm-hmm. and then they reflected that in the comics. But let's be right. honest: if they never had that problem nobody would care about in in humans and miss marvel would have been a mutant yeah because i i squirrel girl was a mutant molly from runaways was a mutant mm-hmm. mutants existed that were aside from the x-men kamala i think would have been a mutant and i think that that's what they're doing now right that makes sense i i kind of just hope that they still keep like my sh- my my only hope moving forward is that they still kind of keep Kamala separate and they don't oh, yeah. like suddenly turn into like this cosmic because I'm like when it comes to when I think of Miss Marvel like I I, I kind of understand the struggle of being a comic fan now not that I'm like claiming to be a comic fan but I have read the Miss Marvel comics yeah it's I when I think of like the Miss Marvel story and its adaptation to the comics the show isn't done that great like it's kind of a watered down version of the comics in my eyes however when I think of like miss marvel as a show compared to other mcu projects or other disney plus shows it's a lot better and it stands out and like that's why it's my favorite 
Yeah. But I'm like kind of tussling between that. And I just hope that moving forward, like she's not going to be obviously a street level superhero, you know, like she always has been in the comics. But I also hope that they don't suddenly like turn her into a much bigger kind of superhero, if that makes sense. Like I hope they still kind of retain some of that simplicity within her character because I think that's the reason also a lot of people enjoyed her or at least I also really enjoyed her in the comics is she's just going to like a lot of normal daily life things that a lot of people can relate to when they can't relate to a billionaire you know guy in a tech suit like that's not yeah first things first you are a comic fan like comic fans come in all all shapes and sizes decades of experience versus 10 days worth of experience it doesn't matter you know um if you love it then you love it mr plow says you are a true comic fan so like that being said like definitely definitely um I know that people on TikTok were upset because they were like, Miss Marvel will be pushed to a side for the X-Men and those characters. And I don't think that's the case. I, I, I don't, I would hope not. And I don't think so. Miss mm-hmm. Marvel is, is done first in the MCU, right? And so even when the Inhumans had their own, they had like four Inhuman comic titles at a time. Like she was not, she would guest star in some of them, but she had her own series ongoing. Like her as a character continued. And again, she's the most popular in human. People can talk about Black Bolt and Medusa, but nobody cares about Black Bolt and Medusa. Like, I'm not going to say nobody. I'm sure there, there are people. I get it. I get it. They exist in the comics, whatever. But as far as the MCU is concerned, MCU doesn't need Inhumans. Kamala is her own character. And I hope she continues to prosper. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't yes. think she's going to get pushed to a side. She's a real yes. character. I just got sent an interview link by Sidey Jam, and it's they interviewed um, Iman and Visha Kale about mm. the change. Uh-huh. Sorry, I'm after this last it. episode. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, let me see if I can send it. Wait. Maybe um, we can, I think this is a, it'll be worth making a TikTok about later. Yeah, I can't seem to find the full interview right now. Okay. And I know we're running out of time. I will yeah. say the one thing that like does scare me a little bit with the change is that now because they have introduced the mutants or the X-Men, all of a sudden now people are going to be hopping onto the Miss Marvel bandwagon only for the hype. And like, I'm going to leave it at that. That's my other issue with the change is that now you have all of a sudden all these creators or just people who were not really interested in Miss Marvel and now all of a sudden expressing interest, but- We're going to have that come... anyway, right? Hopefully. It was. I'm just, I'm just a little frustrated that it took this and like, it's not coming from a genuine place of heart. And I yeah. will leave it at that, but that's something I just also wanted to add. I was a little scared by. I, I, I agree with you. I think that, like we said before, as we close this episode, like, like the ratings of this, this show has been really good but the streams of this show have been really low mm-hmm. and like i said before like i think that this is going to be a sleeper kind of hit and it's going to continue people are going to go in and watch a show especially as we come up to miss uh, the marvels and then when the marvels comes out or is going to come out they're going to go back and rewatch the yes. show or watch it for the first time yeah. and there are people before the show even came out that were talking mad shit about it not knowing anything Mm -hmm. and uh, some of the concerns were valid but a lot of the concerns that i saw was just cheesy 
Disney Channel show, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. And it's like a lot of these, these themes and these stories are very Peter Parker. So if you can accept it for Peter Parker, why can't you accept it for her? And, yes, exactly. you know, many reasons why they can't. And they're all wrong reasons, whether mm-hmm. she's a woman, whether she's Muslim, whether she's Pakistani, maybe she's an unknown actress. They don't like that's what the MCU does. Right. And so like, but those people, I think slowly but surely are coming around because I hear a lot of, yo, hot take. This show is good. It's like, why is that a hot take? I'm going to be honest, like, this show is is good. Like, I, I don't know. I don't, they've been I mean, saying, like, I've been seeing that a lot. Oh, yeah, no, I agree. I'm happy they're coming around, but I think it just hurts, it hurts. when you see the switch up. Like, there's been a recent switch up on Eternals as well. And as someone who's been, like, advocating that Eternals is not as bad as you guys say it is, seeing all the, like, suddenly, Eternals have always been good. I'm like, that's what we've been trying to tell you. Sorry, it just it just frustrates me. It also does frustrate me that like people were shitting on the show and like saying it's cringy or Disney Channel or whatever. And I'm yeah. like, have we seen the Peter Parker movies? Like Homecoming is literally that. I don't see you hating high school Homecoming. drama. Hi, Homecoming. In in fact, if anything, Kamala's was kind of away from a Disney Channel show when they introduced things like the partition. Yeah. When they showcase her community, like you're watching that and telling me you still think it's a cheesy Disney Channel channel Disney Channel show when they bring up historical events like these. And like I'm sorry, but I personally think that the story of Kamala and the way it was told, maybe it's not the same from the comics, but it's a little bit better than how mcu spider-man has been handled and how his story is told and his story i only like the way his story is told in no way home but it took three movies to get there and kamala a lot of people already really like how her story is told in relation to the mcu in one season and she only has like more to grow like it's only gonna get better from here right yeah it's gonna be nice um um Mr. Plow is right. Miss Marvel is one of the best things about the Avengers video game. Even though that game is, is you know, mixed reviews, mm-hmm. her storyline is the through line to the whole thing. It's, it is the best. It's the only thing holding that game together, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm reading all the, all the comments. You guys are, you guys are all awesome out there. Thank you so much for, for tuning in. Um, Stell Prime says Rogue and Mystique could be in the Marvels. Um, Mystique could be linked to the scroll. Yeah, I mean, we're all we're we're theorizing at this point that that her mutation, like whether we know that mutations are not inherent but can be activated, we don't know. That's more like in humans. But if okay. they're going with like actual mutants, it would have technically if Kamala's a mutant, she either has mutant powers and nor powers, and those are two different things, or like her powers didn't activate for the bangle it would have come out in time anyway that's a mu- that's a mutant thing mutants yeah. your powers are gonna come out no matter what yeah for sure whether it's a, I, you know i don't know and i guess we'll have to see like where her, i mean the nice thing about like miss marvel ending is we know where she is coming next so what we don't have we just have to we have to play the waiting game but other than that like we know exactly we know we're going to be seeing her. We can theorize about where she might be, what she might be doing. I'm actually more excited for the Marvels now. I'm not the biggest fan of the first Captain Marvel movie. 
or I'm not the biggest fan of like Carol Danvers herself and it's not for reasons like it's not for reasons rooted in misogyny or like right she's boring or she's thick-headed or things like that it's just like I I don't really resonate with the character um but yeah so but I don't know I'm more excited to see the Marvels now and what's there yeah yeah um I think we gotta all take it to keep an open mind I think we gotta uh you know if if you guys like this show keep telling people that you like this show because I think the mm-hmm. show is sorely needed. I think it's yeah. fresh. It's a fresh new take. It yes. subverts tropes. I've been loving what's been happening. Um, I can't, I can't. I think I'm just going to miss this character for a while. I'm just going to miss oh, her. Oh, me too. Me too. You know? Um, yeah. Thank you, Rid, so much for coming on this episode and talking with me uh, about Miss Marvel. Me. And thank you so much for, for been, you've been co-hosting the past however many episodes and like you've been doing a great job. You know, thank you. So yeah, thank-, no, thank you for having me. And I really enjoyed coming on here talking about Miss Marvel and having a discussion. You know, there's for Miss Marvel's not a perfect show, but I do want to say it is an important show in so many different ways. And it is important that you watch it and give it your support like you would for any other MCU project at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, thank you to the uh, audience out there. We had, I mean, I wish I could have drawn it in the chats. This is just on volume.com. It's our number one streaming platform, volume.com slash the Keeg Show. Uh, but we're also on twitch.tv and we're also on youtube.com. And we've had a lot of comments and I wish I could just take it all because it this has been the busiest that we've been in a very long time. Thank you everybody for tuning in. Uh, if you have not followed the Keeg, uh, we do after shows for all these types of shows, right? So upcoming is She-Hulk and Andor. We're going to be doing after shows. Uh, follow the Keeg uh, wherever you want to on social media, at the Keeg Show. TikTok and Instagram are our two biggest ones. Um, that's the easiest way to keep track of what the Keeg has to offer. But we're also on twitch.tv slash the Keeg Show, volume.com slash the Keeg Show, youtube.com slash the Keeg Show. You can find our past episodes on YouTube and on twitch.tv slash the Keeg Show slash videos, I believe. That's the easiest way. Um, um, I don't know how you guys found us, but thank you so much for finding us and digesting us. Again, uh, YouTube and, and, and uh, Instagram and TikTok are two biggest ones. Um, and Rid, where can we find you on social media? What is coming up for you? Uh, you can find me on social media, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, at just Marvel with Rid. Not too much coming up. I'm just excited to create and share my thoughts on Miss Marvel finale and everything like that. There might be an exciting live coming soon for Miss Marvel with a couple of creators. Um, awesome. We will share more details on that later. But yeah, yeah. Um, if you enjoy Miss Marvel, if you enjoy discussing South Asian representation, Marvel movies, you can find me on those platforms. Yeah. Thank you for yeah. having me again. I of really enjoyed co-hosting these four episodes. With yeah. You. Uh, you've been, you've been great. Uh, I know that Cam had a question for you, but we're not going to be able to get to that. Cam, follow uh, Rid on uh, her social media and ask her there. Uh, but I want to thank uh, Cam. I want to thank Spaddy Jams. I want to thank Cell Prime, Mr. Plow and Aries and anyone out there who is watching and or listening. You're either watching our live stream or our podcast. This will be released as a podcast. Yeah, you might be listening to it right now as a podcast. Um, that is wherever you get your podcast from. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Mm-hmm. Um, we are all there and maybe more. But uh, check out our past podcasts um, on that uh, other than that, we got a lot of shows coming up for the Keeg, but uh, at the end of this, you'll see in the outro, 
all the shows that we have to offer and our social media. But Rid, thank you so much. Um, thank you, uh, and unfortunately, thank you, to, uh, thank you to Preeti Chibber. Uh, but but uh, unfortunately, she wasn't able to to come on this episode. But hopefully, we'll be having her on the She Hulk after show uh, to talk. Uh, Preeti is a Marvel writer. Definitely follow her on um, social media as well. With uh, at Run with Skizzers, R U N W I T H S K I Z Z E R S. Um, that is the end of it. It's been a nice run. Um, spread the word if you guys loved uh, uh, Miss Marvel. Spread the word if you love the Keeg, and spread the word if you love Rid. So you know, uh, do all that. Thank you guys so much for tuning in once again. I'm your host Dimitri Carrera, and this has been the Miss Marvel After Show for Episode Six for Season One. Um, I will see everybody uh, next time on one of our other shows. Take care. Super 